Welcome to Legacy Sport Live, stories of the people who are shaping the conversation at the intersection of sport, business and purpose. I'm Neil Duffy, co-author of our new book, Legacy Sport, how to win at the business of sport in the age of social good. Today I will be talking to Anna Isaacson, Senior Vice President of Social Responsibility at the National Football League. Anna shares with us how the NFL uses its platform in a purposeful way to make a positive difference in the community. From its Huddle for 100 campaign as part of its 100th season celebrations to its My Cause, My Cleats initiative. So Anna, the, the NFL has actually been um, doing good for many, many years. Um, if you think back to the, I think probably one of the first major initiatives that you undertook was the launch of the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award back in the 1970s. Um, tell us a little bit about that and um, how that's evolved over the years. Yeah, so right around that time, we we launched the the Man of the Year Award, which wasn't yet named for Walter Payton. Um, and around that same time, we were doing two other big things. We launched uh, our relationship with United Way, uh, which was really the first of its kind of this nonprofit and, and um, corporate partnership um, and paved the way for a lot of similar relationships. Uh, and we also founded uh, our first nonprofit, which was NFL Charities. And so all those things kind of happened around the same time period within give or take a couple of years. And there was, of course, charitable and community work being done before then, but in a much less formal or organized way. And I think it was at that time, um, obviously before I was at the NFL, um, but at that time, I think we started to realize as a league, the platform that sports have and the platform specifically that the NFL has um, that can be used to make a positive difference um, whether that's on a nonprofit like United Way, um, through advertising and commercials and reaching people, um, but really through funding, fundraising, philanthropy, um, and also, of course, recognizing the outstanding work that NFL players have always done in their communities, um, but that there was a, a reason for both internally from a business perspective to get the word out about what we were doing, but also the impact that we could have was, you know, I think recognized on a much larger scale. So just let's talk about those two things a little bit more. So you, you referenced the business rationale behind doing this, behind doing this type of activity. Do you want to unpack that a little bit? Yeah. And, and obviously I, I can't get into the, you know, the mindset of where we were in the early seventies, but, um, but I do know that, you know, and it still remains true today that, you know, we're a company that's trying to do well by doing good and, you know, giving back and making sure that NFL players are seen for the the men that they are, which is charitable, community-driven, good husbands, good fathers, good sons, um, giving back to the communities that, that pay to buy tickets, um, that pay to wear our merchandise, um, that support the, the team, the stadiums, all of that is so, is so important um, to how the business continues to thrive. Um, that I think, you know, that was recognized early on, coupled with the fact that we play games on television and um, people are watching these games and you can get important messages across to people where other companies don't have that same ability. 
So I think, you know, the, the, the leadership that we had at the time at the NFL were really on the forefront of recognizing that both there was a, a positive business impact to doing this type of work, but also um, a responsibility that the league had as a, as a community organization, essentially, um, to give back. So fast forward 50 years, and you're very much involved in everything that's happening right now um, on this side of things. Um, I mean, if you look back over the years and the terms of the type of impact that's been, has been delivered over that period, I'm, I'm sure it's uh, fairly significant. Yeah, it's dramatic. And, and, you know, I'd love to say that it's getting broader and deeper. Um, you know, community relations as a field isn't something that has existed for all that long. I, even when I was coming up post-college, I, I don't think I realized that I could actually go work for a sports organization or a sports team and have my day job be giving back, right? I don't think that was um, something that existed really in, in mass form. Um, but over the last 20 years has just taken off, right? And this idea of corporate social responsibility, the responsibility of companies um, to give back to the communities that support them. Uh, and just it's, it's just it's grown tremendously, right? And so now you've got kids who are taking courses in high school and college and graduate degrees about how to do this work where it just didn't exist 20 years ago, even 15 years ago. Um, and so, you know, the field itself has taken off and the way that we look at it at the NFL has really evolved, right? I think we've gone from, you know, being a little bit more superficial where you're doing a lot of community visits, hospital visits, um, school visits, which I think are still, such, you know, make up such a key critical piece of what we do. But now you're, you're surrounding those things with so much more work with investments, with grants, with impactful work that you can actually look towards and point to and say, we've made an impact on this specific cause, this specific place, um, you know, and, and there are tangible results to speak of. I think that's, that has evolved tremendously and something that we are incredibly focused on. So I imagine that you, that your job is fairly challenging and that you need to balance the needs of, of the league the clubs, the 32 teams that make up the league, and then also the individual players. It's, that's quite a balancing act, I'm sure. It is. And I, I always say that the hardest part of our job really is saying no. I mean, you want to be in a position to say yes to everything. You want to help every cause. You don't want to be in a position where you're saying this issue or cause is more important than this one, right? To, every, to an individual player, to a club, the thing that they're working on is the most important thing to a fan that's struggling through something when they send a letter, that's the most important thing. And being able to um, say no in a responsible and respectful way, and also learning how to use the assets of the NFL to help as many people in as many causes is a, is a, a skill that we're sort of all, you kind of learn on the job, um, but we take very seriously, right? I mean, it's, it's, there's so many issues that the country, the world is facing, you can't do everything and make an impact, um, but what can you do well and how can you use your brand and spread the love around as much as possible without diluting the work that you're doing? So with that in mind, and have you, have you got to the stage yet where you're able to clearly define what your purpose is as the NFL? I mean, is there a specific space that you're focusing on or the difference in the world that you're trying to make at a kind of macro level? 
we have, and it's actually, it's a, it's a good question. It's something that we have sat down over the last six months uh, and have been really working towards with a, a cross organizational group here at the league, including our, my team, the, the PR team, our marketing team, um, to really be able to put out a purpose statement and to, you know, to really unify all the things that we're doing. It's one of the, the awesome things that came out of the Huddle for 100 campaign that we launched this past April tied to the 100th season of the NFL, where we launched this one campaign called Huddle, and it was about rallying fans to volunteer in their communities. But what we noticed is it brought the entire league together under a theme and an umbrella, and that allowed us to tell a cohesive message um, where players, fans, clubs, the league was able to all tie into really one thing and us to really dive in deep there. And so now that we finished our 100 season and we're, we're moving towards what the future looks like, it's thinking about how do we build off of that? What's the thread that can live on that allows us to continue to, to, to tell a story about everything that the league in one unified way is doing? Um, you know, we see our purpose is to, to inspire fans and, and make our community stronger and better. And that's pretty broad, um, but you know, that's sort of been the, the vision that we have um, for the past several years. And now we're trying to say, okay, take that broad vision. What's the thread then that loops everything together where everyone's rallying around one thing? Um, because you can get so much more attention and you can amplify so much more when people are connected. Mm-hmm. And, and do you see that, that thread running throughout the whole organization from the commercial side to the operation side to the... I do. I do. I mean, it's obviously a work. It's a work in progress. Um, but the great thing I think we saw about the huddle this year uh, was that it did weave through the entire organization and, you know, into the, the just rank and file, you know, employee ranks and, and to all of our clubs, to all departments. I think when you find that thing that's special and everyone wants to rally around it, you can really do that. And it motivates not only your fans, but it motivates your staff. Right. And right. Um, so I think that's what we're, we're focused on now is what is that thing and how do we, how do we bring it to life without, without diluting some of the other real impact work we've done in specific areas like cancer and, and military support Um and you know healthy relationships and things like that that we've that we've been involved with for years right and i guess it'll be it'll be amazing if you can if you can structure that in a way that it excites your broadcast partners your media partners and your sponsors to also get behind it 100 percent. i think we saw that this year which is also one reason why we want to figure out a way to continue it is you know people got excited our sponsors got excited our partners our broadcast partners got excited fans got excited um and how do you you know we won't we're not in our hundred season anymore, but how do you keep the momentum like of something like that going? So um, if we drill down into some of the specific programs um, that you have going, so the NFL foundation. So historically that's been the vehicle that you've used to do your, your giving. Um, most of it. Yes, mostly. Uh, and its focus has been in what areas? So the NFL foundation is it's narrow and broad at the same time. It's narrowly focused on youth health and wellness um, and youth football support, uh, but then broadly focused on the communities that support our game. So it allows us to go deep in areas like youth football support and building 
uh, access to, to football and access to sport, safe sport, um, and also allows us to go broad and support community needs, whether that's from disaster relief that, that might happen in any particular market um, to you know, our Play 60 programming, getting kids active and healthy. So um, it is pretty broad, but, but we do a ton of work specifically in the youth sports space. Yeah, I've, I've had the privilege of being of attending some Play 60 events, and it's amazing to see how excited the kids are to be in that environment. Yeah, you know, it's something that we created um, back in 2007, and we didn't know where it would go, but it's just so natural to our brand um, and to our players to talk about the importance of being active, um, particularly for 60 minutes a day. But, I, you know, I think when you find something where anyone across the league can speak to it, it's just natural. Um, that's you know then you've got a winner yeah yeah um and i think my, my the most exciting or the most fun thing that i think you guys do um is the my clause my cleats initiative i love the way that you've kind of integrated giving in the players into your into your into your content into your into the game in, in many ways yeah thank you it's something that took um almost two years to create to get it right um, but my cause, my cleats has engaged something like 900 players a year, which is incredible. Um, and it was really a way we, we wanted to figure out a way to allow players to showcase their individuality and the causes that are most important to them. What we do a lot as a league and as clubs about showcasing league causes or club causes. Um, and many players care about those causes, of course. Um, but this was an opportunity to go sort of one step deeper and say, okay, it's, this is about the players and what they care about and letting them show their creativity with their designs and then also the causes and the stories behind why they stand for those causes. And it's, it's amazing how quickly it took off, um, but how much recognition it got from, from other players, from other sports and our fans who really just want to get behind the uniform right they want to get helmets off and see what players really care about and why they're doing the things they do and our goal honestly was to show the hundreds and hundreds of players across the league who are doing this work right you hear about a couple of them here and there but you also get negative stories and the media loves to cover those and so we wanted to make sure we had an opportunity to show what great men these guys are yeah and, and how does it work in practice are the, are the guys actually designing are they doing the designs themselves or are they getting uh, it varies. It varies. So guys can do the designs themselves. They can do anything from a Sharpie on their cleat and they, or they work with, you know, famous artists, um, famous cleat and, and sneaker designers uh, who design some for personal guys, you know, for, for one or two guys, some do an entire clubs uh, cleats. So it really varies from player to player and club to club. But normally what happens is a player will work with an artist or a designer and share the story, share the concept they're looking for, and then the, the artist will bring it to life with the help of the player and sometimes his foundation or the people closest to him. Right. And then in some instances, they're actually selling the shoes to raise money? Yeah, so we, um, yes. So any guy who wants it, will take it. We have a, an auction platform uh, here that's 100% uh, charitable. And so we will essentially get the cleats back after they're worn, put them up on our auction site, and we'll donate 100% of the proceeds back to that player's cause or charity of choice. Um, and so we'll take as many guys as want to give them to us. Some guys do their own thing and they'll work with another organization um, or they'll donate it to the charity itself who's having a fundraiser. They'll do something local. But we get probably a couple of hundred guys every year who will give their cleats to us and, and we auction them off on our platform. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. 
So um, moving on to something else that you're doing, and it's probably, probably I mean, I want, how do I say that? It's probably the, the, the initiative that you've decided to get behind that has the potential to have the biggest impact at a societal level um, around social justice and one of the newest things that you've done. Just tell us a little bit about how that came about and it's linked to Inspire Change and your 100th um, centenary this year and where you're heading with all of that. Sure. So I, I think it's no, it's no secret where this was born from. I mean, the NFL, as we've talked about earlier, has always been uh, tremendously committed to our communities, particularly underserved communities. But a couple of years ago when we were facing challenges, um, particularly around um, the, the national anthem, uh, we started having really in-depth conversations with NFL players and talking about the issues that exist in our country. Um, and really it became clear to NFL owners, to clubs, to the league, that these issues weren't just player issues. They weren't just athlete issues. They were really American issues that we all face. And that this was a topic where the NFL could really put a stake in the ground and support the work that players were doing and, and, and make an impact. So um, it took some time to determine where specifically we wanted to be. Social justice is pretty broad. Um, it's defined differently by, by many people. So we worked directly hand in hand with NFL players to really define what it was going to mean for the league. And, and our, um, our definition is we're trying to reduce barriers to opportunity. And so that's pretty broad, but it also puts things in a good, a good light and a good perspective. And we're focused specifically on education, economic advancement, police and community relations, and criminal justice reform. And so it's still, it's still pretty broad, but we tried to narrow it down um, where you can really get a sense of what this means. And there are lots of different ways that we are impacting communities. We're offering a lot of different grants, um, both to organizations and to players and legends. Um, and just putting our voice, we did a Super Bowl commercial uh, with Anquan Bolden, uh, the co-founder of the Players Coalition this year. So we're trying to use our, our microphone, our megaphone um, that we have to bring attention to really show people what and explain what social justice means to us um, as an organization and also what, what we can do as a society to help. It's probably fair to say that, that that's one of the more visible um, undertakings i mean that you really integrated across everything that you did in your 100th year will there will you continue with that is that the plan to continue to integrate it and activate it widely going yes forward? yes so inspire change is definitely not going anywhere um and i anticipate that it will continue to grow i think we're still in the place where we're explaining to our fans what it is broadly um that takes some time for you know to build awareness generally amongst the fan base you know, a lot of our causes have been around for years. Um, so this is pretty new. And we want to make sure that our fans know what it is. They know what Inspire Change is. They think of social justice when they think of Inspire Change. Um, and then grow the impact that we're having and really show, continue to take the lead from players, right? They're really at the forefront of this. Um, but really show that this is now something that the entire league is behind. Mm -hmm. And do and you foresee opportunities for the fans to get involved in that? You know, we're always looking for opportunities to engage our fans. I think certain certain causes, it's easier than others. You know, I think for some of our causes, we bring it to the field. Um, and there are ways for fans to get involved because they're watching games or they're purchasing gear. Um, and so, or there's a social campaign. 
I think we're trying to figure that out right now, what's appropriate, um, what feels right in, you know, under the social justice lens. Um, but I think it's, we're definitely looking for fans to engage, whether that's with volunteering, um, supporting the work that players are doing, getting involved in their own local communities with social justice organizations. Um, that, you know, they think over time, we'll try to figure out what the exact call to action is so that our fans feel that they can really join us. Right, right. And so in the final stretch now, so as you, as you kind of look more broadly um, at what's happening in the, the sport for good space, Anna, where do you see, I and mean, if we're having this conversation in 10 years time, um, what are the kind of key things that, are, that you think we're talking about in terms of how sport and good have been integrated? I think we're going to see continued and deeper integration. I think we're only going to see higher expectations from companies, um, from their consumers in terms of what they're doing to give back. And so I don't think that's going anywhere. I, I only see it increasing. I think we've been held accountable by our fans, but I think more and more companies are going to, are going to see that come to fruition. I think we're going to see more partnerships um, between sponsors and leagues i think we're going to do a, we're going to dive a lot deeper with our partners to do good right so that we don't feel like we're out there you know on a limb doing something by ourselves but we're going to partner with like-minded organizations whether that's on the for-profit or the nonprofit side and bring these campaigns to life in an even bigger way and i think you'll see that come more and more and more and you'll come to life in advertising and marketing um across the sports industry and beyond right Okay, I would concur. I think that's definitely the way we're heading. Um, and last question, if, if uh, there's anybody listening out there or reading this interview and thinking about getting started in this space for the first time, um, what advice would you give them as to how to get going? Um, well, I think it's a different world, frankly, than, than when I started. Um, but I think, you know, I, I always look for resumes that show a real commitment to cause and giving back. Um, get involved, whether it's sports or not sports, you know, go, go volunteer, go do something, go see the, the real needs out there, get something that you're passionate about um, and let that passion show through. I think passion is a, a huge, a huge piece to do this work. Um, it's not always the most prominent. You always, don't always get a thank you. So you've got to have passion behind the cause and that's got to come through whether, you know, it's got to come through in your letters, in your resume, in your interviews. Um, passion for this kind of work. There's a lot of people who want to who want to do this work now, um, and so you've got to show kind of why you're the right person and why you're in it for the right reasons. And if you're a team or a league or a sports property looking to get started, do the research. See what other organizations and leagues and sports have done. Make phone calls. We we help out any sports organization, honestly, globally that's interested in doing more in this space, whether they're no matter how far along they are in the process. Um, and so reach out, ask people who have done it before, right? There's, a, there's an easy way to get information now, whether that's online or just picking up the phone. And this is a pretty small industry and people are willing to help and talk to each other. Anna, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to this edition of Legacy Sport Live, the companion podcast series to our new book, Legacy Sport, how to win at the business of sport in the age of social good. Please visit our website at www.legacysport.org to order your copy of the book and join our growing community of sports business professionals 
committed to doing good while doing well through sport.